This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcats Coop Podcast Victory Edition. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. <laughs> Jason said I needed to get more amped up, so do I sound more amped up? Woo! <laughs> Shelby had a white claw tonight. I had a white claw I'm tonight. sure it was like two hours ago, but all bets are off. I'm fine. All bets are off. Um, That's two white claws in two days, I believe. Uh, two days of the black cherry, which is like my favorite one. It's the best. I'm not kidding, White Claw. Somebody I've works a, for White Claw. I will literally sell White Claws Shelby, for you. I have a confession, and yeah. I hope this doesn't end. Am I the only one that drinks them? I've never had a White Claw in my life. I, you don't like seltzery things. You don't even like sparkling water. Yeah, because it's gross. Ugh, whatever. It's delicious. Anyway, gross. you're not here to hear about this. You're here to listen to us talk about all the great things Arizona Sports did this weekend already. Arizona football, we're going to begin with. Because, uh, obviously, that whole big thing happened. Uh, Arizona football destroyed Utah. And uh, while my original prediction was, what was my original prediction? Like 30 I don't know. I'm sure you're going to brag about it. I do recall saying on the podcast after I predicted, I said, I would not be surprised if the score was higher and Arizona made this a blowout. And before we get started with everything, Shelby. Before we get started with everything, as usual, we have a message from our sponsor, Homefield Apparel. My boo, Shelbo. Uh, Shelby on blue. Did you just call me Shelbo? <laughs> My boo, Shelbo. Shelbo. What you wear last night or Friday night for the basketball game? I wore my awesome Arizona bomber jacket from Homefield Apparel. And you got cat calls. I had people asking me where I got it. I had heard whispers as I walked by, like, ooh, that's a good jacket. You talked to Dave Hickey while wearing that jacket? I talked to Dave Hickey while wearing that jacket. I said hello to quite a few, like, coaches and people in that jacket. There you go. So, Home Field Apparel, they're doing a Black Friday sale, 20% off starting next week, I believe. But until then, until then. If you want to buy it right now. Wildcat Scoop 23. First order is 15% off. Booyah. Boom. Done. Just, I mean, look, if you're not going to buy it, there's just no excuses anymore. There's none. Okay, well, I hope... No, more I'm really people... pissed off all of a sudden. Buy Shelby. the damn jacket, guys. Even I mean, it's not a jacket. Just buy some home field apparel stuff. It's getting ridiculous, guys. Okay. Sorry. Calm down, cool. babe. We have other better things to talk I'm about. I'm tonight. Like Arizona beating Utah. 100 to 100 million to 60,000 negative zero. 42 to 18. Okay, it was 42 to 18. It felt like that. Negative 60 zero. I I just got so excited. I forgot how math works. Uh, 42 to 18. And um, it was a game, baby. It was a game in the rain. I mean, it was a sellout, quote unquote sellout. I didn't get rained on. We were in the press box, but, um, you know, our kid was there. My dad was there with her. And uh, a lot of people we know were out there. Here's the thing just really sidebar. I don't mind Arizona fans like leaving like as far as like going and being under the eaves and you know it doesn't look great on TV but it was cold it was windy it wasn't great we're not we're from Tucson we're not really equipped for this but like you know it did clear up especially by the end of the game people should have still been there I will say this too I was proud of my guy Dave Hickey yeah he he tweeted because he tweeted like if you're staying in the rain and you know it's gonna be like why why are you leaving now yeah stop leaving 
I mean, to be fair, you can look at weather.com before you arrive and, you know, see that it's going to rain. And there were people that came prepared. They were in rain ponchos and had umbrellas and stuff. So I think we just need to, you know, collectively be excited that we're going to have day games more often, hopefully in the future in the Big 12, and we'll be maybe more prepared. So um, anyway, moving on to the fun stuff. Why is this such a meaningful win for Arizona? We, I mean, like, this is a real question. Do we really? Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, Kelly. Okay. What are the, what are the Why reasons? Why is it meaningful to you? It's meaningful to me because I hate Utah. Also. By the way, I'm noticing a pattern. I'm yeah. I'm just going to be honest. You're, is there a pattern? team that you like besides Arizona? Um, I don't mind you, Washington You were much. just rooting for Washington, but that's I because was Washington. Washington was providing you with something. They're conveniently helping Arizona hopefully continue. If they were and you just happen to put on the TV. I don't have a problem with Washington, and I never have. I mean, they are, they've been a good team. You had a very clear problem with Washington when Sark when was When Sark was the coach, had a problem with them. But it wasn't the team, it was Sark, because he's a jerk face. But okay. All right, okay. That's fair. Anyway... Um, also because it's the last Pac-12 game in Arizona, that was like really the big stamp of approval moment. Like that is the moment that everyone Oregon knows. State? Do you like Oregon State? Uh, no, I do not. Oregon. Uh. ASU. Oh, no. Cal. Meh. Stanford. Meh. Washington State. No. <laughs> Colorado. No. Utah. No. UCLA. You know how I feel about UCLA. USC. No, because they're whiny. That's it, right? Also, USC always like play very, not just aggressive, like overly rough, like they should be getting a penalty every time. So that's It's called not having discipline. Anyway, we're not going to talk about the fact that USC got their ass kicked by UCLA. No. And that Shelby and I were discussing at length. As he takes a drink. That Chip Kelly should be signed (coughs) to an 80-year extension. Forever and ever. I'm choking. Um, why are you choking, Jason? I don't know. Uh, anyway, that was why it was meaningful to me as far as Arizona winning. Obviously, we need a little revenge against Utah, uh, for all the times that they've tried to run up the score on us when they didn't need to. Um, you know, those are kind of good reasons for me. Uh, The reason it's meaningful is because Utah has established a culture that Jed Fish has very openly talked about wanting to... What's the word? Match, simulate, emulate, emulate. And Utah wins. Like, you can always count on Utah to be near the top of the conference since Whittingham has been here. They're the back-to-back Pac-12 champs. They're a very good football team. Uh, You know, Utah is one of the standards in the conference. And Arizona was the standard of awful football. (laughs) mediocrity uh a couple years ago and longer than that and it year three for judd fish and arizona kicked the crap out of utah and what we're seeing from arizona because you said and and i joking i joked with you you said oh arizona beat utah and i go no no shelby don't call it beat don't say arizona won tonight there's a pattern that has emerged uh colorado was a closer game Whatever. UCLA, this game, uh, they were butt kickings. Like, this was a butt kicking. Utah very rarely gets beat like they did tonight. The only other time this season was that Oregon game. Um, But for them to come on the road, and we always talk about, I always say, like, is there any point where you thought Arizona would lose? In a game, when Arizona wins, I say is there any point where you said to yourself, man, in the, in the Oregon State game, there were a couple times where I'm like, oh, man, is this going to happen? UCLA did it not one time against Utah. Which is not what anyone would have expected. Right. In Utah, again, class of the conference the past few years, and at no point when once that ball kicked off and Arizona got going, did you think that Utah was going to win this game? And that shows this was one of those landmark Jed Fish program building landmarks that you have come to the realization that Arizona is exactly where you want it to be and really ahead of schedule. Yeah. And we did. I think Jed was asked that. And he's the head coach. Of course, he's going to say I no. I asked him that, Shelby. That was you. I said, well, the question was, like, look. Are you surprised? Like, I got a text from 
two different assistant coaches that were like, sure, we're good. Like, not at, like, we're a good football team. And Jed Fish had said, oh, we're a good football team. And the assistants were basically saying, like, look, it, it's not BS. Like, we're, we're good. And I asked Jed, I go, Are you, aren't you a little surprised? Like, I know you thought you were good, but this is a little. Arizona's the first team in the country this year to beat four AP teams. Whoop. Uh, Arizona, and it's the first time since, like, 89 or something like that. It's like, forever. Um, this is the first time in eight years that Arizona's beaten Utah. Like, Arizona's beaten some legit teams. And he said, no, I thought we were good. And when Dave Heakey came to practice, I said, Dave, look, man, we're good. And when Robbins asked me, I said, look, we're good. And whenever someone asked me, I said, we were good. And a lot of times it's BS. This isn't BS. Like, they knew. And I still don't believe they knew that Arizona was this good. Yeah. My guess is they thought Arizona was a six or seven win team. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like, this team and this coaching staff is confident. And, and that has to mean something. They've blossomed. Oh, honey. They've been developed. Here, sidebar. Also, I find it hilarious that that struck such a nerve that we're still talking about it from that recruit. Like, his decommitment. We won't say his name. Yeah, there were no mentions but like, of development but today. But along, all along Twitter today, even this week, um, there's been, there's always, like, the fans have really kind of picked it up as, like, our battle cry. Like, we develop players here. So, obviously, that struck a nerve, um, and it's awesome. So, uh, Noah Fafita did it again. How good was he, Jason? And is he going to be the freshman of the year? Uh, he's definitely the freshman of the year in the conference. Uh, I, I haven't seen anybody else's stats. Um, but I would, I mean, look, 22 of 30 for 253, two touchdowns, 73% completion percentage. Uh, what really sucks is as well as he played Shelby, he only had the third best QB rating on Arizona today. Oh, why is that? Uh, T-Mac one for one. If you're wondering what one for one for 21 yards and a touchdown looks like, it looks like a 606.4 QB rating. <laughs> if you're wondering what two for two for 51 yards of a touchdown looks like, it, it looks like 479.2 for Jade and Delora. So Noah Fafita had a measly 116.2. Because he shared. Yes. Uh, look, I mean, the guy just... Here's here, here's the most impressive part. Uh, we're Look, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Arizona. I don't roll like that. Uh, Utah was missing some defensive players. We know that. Cole Bishop, Jonah Ellis, they're missing three defensive starters. That's today. a fact. Okay. But in order, you know, Morgan Scally, the uh, wonderful defensive coordinator that Utah has, uh, is known. Like, if you look at freshmen that have performed against his defense, he overwhelmingly owns them. Because he'll blitz a lot, he'll disguise coverages and all that. And there were times where... From our vantage point in the press box, you could also, you could usually see stuff develop. And I would tell Shelby and Michael Luke, I was like, they're blitzing. Like, they're all at blitz. If the offensive line and Noah picks this up, it's an easy touchdown. And they did it with Montana. They did it with Wiley. Noah Fafita recognized the blitz right away. And I don't have his numbers off the top of my head. I'll post them. But he's been literally one of the best quarterbacks in the country against this blitz this year. It, it is very difficult to blitz him. The problem is you can't give him a ton of time either. And Utah tried everything. They blitzed. They dropped back in coverage. They zone bl- I mean, they tried everything. They finished with seven tackles for loss, uh, but they only got one sack. And uh, it was on Jaden Delora. So Fafita w- was clean the, the whole day. And uh, it is it is rather impressive um, the numbers that he has put together against good teams he averaged you know 13 yards of completion which is quite a bit uh spread the ball out to a bunch of receivers let's you know t-mac wiley mclaughlin cowing uh, malachi riley montana burnett kevin green and speedy luke all caught passes under him so every receiver except for roberto miranda which we'll get to in a bit um but like he i i consider his bad game to be colorado yeah. You know how I say every freshman has a bad game, and it really was only a bad half. Uh, he had no such moments this game. You know, the the, the first half, uh, when you look at what he did, you know, you put together uh, 15 of 19 for three touchdowns and 200 yards. And even in the second half, when the offense slowed a bit, 10 for 14 for a touchdown and 127 yards. 
Uh, Arizona had 11 big passing plays, which is gains of 15 or more. Uh, that's pretty damn impressive. Four running plays, if you're if you're wondering. So, I was wondering. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm glad you were, Shelby. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like it, it's becoming a broken record, and it's a hell of a broken record because he's only a freshman. It's like, what more can you say about Noah Fafita? Uh, we're gonna find out. He'll become legend status next week. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, what he just he does exactly what Jed Fish needs him to do to run the offense. And that's why he's our guy. He is the best. Um, well, it's not easy to run on Utah. Arizona did so effectively. How did that change the game? It's not easy to run in Utah. And what it did is it kept um, it, it, it kept Utah honest on defense. And, you know, Jonah Coleman, 14 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown with a long of 25. Michael Wiley even. Five for 24. They had Cowing considered a run, one for nine. Um, you know, I, I like that they went, and they only ran the ball 24 times, but I like that they went with two backs. No disrespect to Speedy Luke. He got um, a couple touches as well. Uh, DJ Williams might have been hurt. I'm not sure because he had the carry for negative two and one touch, and he had his helmet, uh, didn't have his helmet on the sideline. So we'll see. But if, again, if there's one position that they can strive at. But I mean, Jonah Coleman is. Uh, is good amazing i mean it, it it just and it's again we see it every week where he just gets better as the game goes on and when you need a first down if it's three yards to get it for you if it's eight yards he seems to get it for you you know utah's running game has been inconsistent but jonah coleman outran every single utah running back you know utah's leading rusher was barnes with 59 yards and then jackson had 47 yards um just a really strong game for the running backs and in any time that happens again your goal you know if you can win with running you win with running but your goal when you're a balanced offense is um, keeping defenses honest and and that's very clearly uh what arizona was able to do and, and it made noah Fafita's life a lot easier uh defensively who was your mvp yeah i you know it's awesome that's hard to pick it is hard to pick but I, there's a guy in mind that i i'm very happy for uh, you know, Dalton Johnson ah, has been through a lot at Arizona. I think this might have been the best game that he's ever played. I think it was, too. He finished with 11 tackles. He had the sack. He had the two tackles for loss. He was hitting guys hard. Um, it, it's t The fact that it's tough is awesome. Like, Gunnar Maldonado, I'm sorry. Like, he's been awesome. Manu, again, did it again, had the pick. Um, you Kangaika. know, Stukes was awesome. Kangaika. Uh, had the sack, but he also had uh, yeah. 14 yeah. offsides penalties. Uh, <laughs> Bill Norton was awesome once again. Upshaw has the most sacks and Scooby Wright. Oh, Upshaw's the best. Right? So, I mean, there's a lot of choice, but I think Dalton Johnson, um, who PFF has incorrectly graded, in my opinion, <laughs> the last couple of weeks, they've been very hard on him for no reason. I think we should shout him out. Um, you know what was really cool is a lot of the older guys played well. Like Dalton Johnson played well, Upshaw played well, Stukes, Norton, you know, those are Manoa, those guys played well. They it's, earned it, man. It, it was really uh, cool to see the older guys step up in a game like this. One of my favorite tweets today was Brian, and he tweeted that Dalton Johnson came in from Oral Valley the way, like, he read that, that play immediately when he got that sack. And it was so cool to see him come in like that and just. Kind of like a he came rocket. in like a wrecking, like a wrecking ball. Wrecking ball. Wrecking also, ball. speaking of penalties, I just want to say, uh, even in our podcast preview, we talked about Utah does not usually get many penalties, and they're usually more disciplined. And they actually uh, had more more penalties than Arizona for more loss. So it was interesting, like how shook they were. Obviously, we didn't really touch on it. Arizona, like, coming out of the gate in the first quarter, which has not been the trend this season, where they really were sleepy the first quarter and really kind of came to life later in the game. It was refreshing to see them come out and just punch Utah right in the mouth. And I really don't think Utah, and you had said it in the preview podcast, is not built for coming back. No, they're not. And and obviously, they're missing defensive weapons. Boo-hoo. Get a better conditioning coach. Um, you know, it just, 
was not a good day for them at all, which was great. So, um, blah, blah, blah. so what was the key to the defense's success in your opinion? I, you know, we'll have to wait for the PFF grades, even though I did some, it's the easiest way to look at it. It felt like this was Arizona's best tackling game of the season or close to it. I, I would say that they missed, uh, very few tackles, like very few. And, you know, it, it, and it felt maybe I'm wrong. I don't know what it looked to other people, but it felt like Arizona was hitting harder too. Mm, like, some of those hits were brutal. Yeah, like they were really, uh, really coming at some of them. So, you know, overall, you take a look at at the defense and like they took advantage of plays too. Like Barnes, you know, look, I Barnes isn't a very good quarterback, right? I'm not well, comparing he like he's can awesome. take a hit. That dude is tough as nails, and he's a very solid runner. Moves around in the pocket very well. I mean, he threw 53 times. But he only completed 58% of those passes, and his average completion was 10. But, you know, 19 rushes for 59 yards. 59 yards for a quarterback sounds a lot until you realize it's only three yards of carry. Um, But the key to me was just the aggression. Like, Arizona, when they're energized on defense, is very good. And that energy, you know, like a lot of Utah's yards were like kind of BS. Like, they were moving a little bit, but then it never really went anywhere. It was mostly, like, little chunk plays, time of possession. You dodged the ball for 35 minutes, put up 450 yards, and only scored 18 points. Um, and one of those was late. So, to me, though, when I look at the defensive performance, it, just, it felt like the aggression, the ability for all these guys to get to the ball. Like, it was never the individual stuff. Like, there were multiple guys. And, again, going back to the aggression, like, Arizona finished the game on defense with uh, seven tackles for loss, three sacks, two interceptions, six pass breakups, and nine quarterback hurries. Mm -hmm. That's got to be, you know, we talk about playing a a clean game. Uh, Arizona did not turn it over. Utah turned it over twice. That led to seven points. Arizona only had five penalties for 20 yards. I think they were like all offsides. Yeah, they were all just Utah's was seven for 55. Arizona played a very clean game. Like, that's what we talk about. And it was defense, and it was offense, and... Uh, Special teams not screwing up? Yeah, we'd have to check. What was the Besides game? Besides Tyler. Sorry, Tyler. What was the game where we said Arizona? Was it the UCLA game where I said it was the most complete game Arizona's played? No, it was the Washington, Washington State game. Washington State. It was all three sides know. of the ball. I kind of think it was this. The special teams. Yeah, special teams. Miss, you know, Tyler missing the field goal. was the a bit of a bummer. Was, the first the one, first was, one was, a, was a block. I forget him. And that's okay, Tyler. You got next week and obviously the bowl game. So we're, we'll get there. Um, any other shout out? Nope. Should I let you rant at Utah fans reacting to the end of the game? Thank oh, you, let's Shelby. do it. Let's do this. Let's okay. rant. All right. First of all, let's go back in time. Jetfish wasn't here in 2018, but I still remember this play. I just had to look at the year because we were talking about this after. Kyle Whittingham ran a fake punt on a fourth and seven on Arizona's 35. And it led, it got the first down, and then it led to a touchdown. When they were up 35 to 10, with a little bit over six minutes left, when Arizona clearly was not coming back in that game, okay? Last week, even though I hate ASU, I get it, I don't like ASU, we don't like ASU, or whatever it was, they're up 49 to three, Mm -hmm. or whatever, 48 to three, whatever it is, Eight seconds left, fourth and three. Instead of taking the knee or even running around a little bit, they run a play and they score. Okay? the He has onside punted in games before or onside kicked when they're up big. He Whatever. He's known for it. Right? This is his calling card, guys. So Utah fans oh recognize. Oh, my God. I'm not even done. Show me that this is what your coach does. So when it happens to you. So, yeah. So, like, in the press box, right, we were laughing. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But one of the reasons we were laughing is because the over closed at 46 and a half. And even though I don't really bet on Arizona, um, we I'm well aware of all the spreads and stuff. And Utah was trying so hard to score, and the only way it was going to go over is if Utah scored. So Utah scores, and you're like, all right, cool. But then they go for two. And it's like, all right, you want to go for two. You want to call all your – they called all their – so remember, Arizona had the ball, and they called their timeouts to get the ball back down 35 to what you know whatever it was right right um 35 to 10 it's like okay if this is what we're gonna do so arizona should let utah score but when arizona has the ball it should just take knees and give the ball back to utah that's it's just not how sports work asinine and so jetfish said after the game a little smugly i think is that a word yes um basically like look this I, I, if you're an offense, you should try to score. I give them credit. That's their job. That's their job. That's what they were trying to do. I have no problem with it. So we did the same thing. And then he goes, and? The, I mean, he basically said this was Jaden Delora's last home game, and he wanted to go out with a bang. And if Utah didn't like it, maybe don't cover T-Mac in single coverage down the sideline. Boom. By the way, as much as the tension as that play is getting, if you go back and watch it, T-Mac makes that poor DB look silly. So bad. Poor guy. So the, the problem with this is, is the Utah fans on Twitter and coming at Jason everywhere, oh, this is so unsportsmanlike. We even had someone we know on Twitter, an Arizona person who said that their opinion was that they didn't think that it was becoming. First of all, Arizona's job is to win the game. That's it. And if Utah wants to play dirty, which according to Whittingham, it's not dirty because he does it all the time. He plays the game and good on him. Down to zero. As my favorite coach once said, Shelby, you play to win the game. But here's the thing. They weren't going to play to win the game. They were down 25 at that point. It's just because he's an asshole. Okay. Uh, We're going to get live reaction from Shelby. You ready? Yeah. The Territorial Cup time has just announced. Oh, no. It is 1.30 on ESPN, though. (laughs) That's Oh, on ESPN? Yeah. Okay, that's good. I kind of was hoping for the four slot just because it would give us a little more time. five. Or five, but that's all right. One's good. Primetime, ESPN. That's great. Cool. Anyway, back to Utah. I just called their coach an asshole, if you missed that part. Yeah, no, you're right. And also their uh, defensive coordinator. We have thoughts about him, but that'll be for another day. Yeah, if you want me to respect Morgan Scally, Utah fans, um, how many coaches in America – I'll just leave it at this. I don't know, Shelby. How yeah. many coaches in America – could have done what he did, non-football related, and kept their job. So I'm cool with not liking Morgan Scally very much. Yep. So anyway, Jedfish, as Jason said at the top of this podcast, wanted to emulate Utah. He just emulated Utah, and Utah fans don't like it. Oh, my God. Come here right now. Oh, so sad. Uh, One thing you didn't talk about is uh, the little conversation about Miranda getting the ball to him. Yes. Uh, So... I was going to do that in my shout-out, so we'll just skip ahead. Uh, Jason, do you have any shout-outs? I'm glad you asked, Shelby. <laughs> really glad. So, look, Jane and Delora came in, and Arizona ran a clear play for Roberto Miranda to get the catch. That is Roberto Miranda's last home game. FYI, he's actually been one of the best blocking players that Arizona's had. He's a very good blocking tight end. That was his first catch ever. Aww. Uh, and on radio, supposedly, I, I didn't hear it. I heard it. Uh, he used NIL money to fly his dad out. From Germany. From Germany to see his last game. And he got to catch the ball so, in front of his dad. shout out Roberto Miranda. Um, this is going to be a long list. I'm doing it. Let's do it. Shout out. Shout out to Michael Wiley. Oh, he's uh, a baller. You know, oftentimes I say, not often actually, but once in a while I'll say that a certain player is everything that's right with college athletics. Michael Wiley is everything that Arizona football should uh, 
Represent. Represent. And is everything right with college football in general? He came back. He got his degree. Never got in any sort of trouble. Never heard of any trouble. We saw him when we were walking to the press room, signing autographs, hugging kids, kissing babies. He's a good dude. Just the best dude. Uh, Jacob Cowing, clearly dealing with some sort of injury. Uh, only had two catchers for five yards. Didn't get the start. But shout out to him anyway. Shout out to the youth, Shelby. Thank Today you. was a little glimpse at the youth. Uh, Malachi Riley had that 36-yard catch. Uh, Kean Burnett had the 11-yard catch. Kevin Green had the 9-yard catch. And again, they, they did their job. Uh, shout out to Tanner McLaughlin. Oh. You know, after the game, if you haven't seen it, I retweeted it. Jordan uh, Papow retweeted something. Tanner is literally the nicest kid. He has, and he's not a he's a man, but uh, first of all, he has a great dog. Second of all, he has come up to me many times and thanked me, which I, you don't need to do. I'm just doing my job. But then I'll say like, hey, like my parents have seen all the kind stuff you say about me. Thank you so much. They really appreciate it. And that's like, I, I want to adopt you. <laughs> um, you know, shout out to Gunnar Maldonado. Mm-hmm. We already did that one. Shout out to Big Bill Norton. Uh, shout out to uh, Camu. Kamwela uh, Kaiuhu. You know, he uh, played quite a bit today and finished with five tackles. Played very well. Again, youth movement. Like, you take a look at the defense. Jacob Manu, Ephesians Prysock, Stukes is coming back. Kamu, Genesis Smith, Isaiah Ward. Shelby, how could I forget? Shout out to Anthony Ward. Yep. Blocking a punt untouched uh, was awesome. You know, uh, G7 got in the game. I don't know how many times we're going to mention him in his career, but it feels like a lot. Dominic Lalesio, again, coming Lesio. in and making a big tackle. The tackle for loss. Uh, you know, shout out CEO, who you love the tweets. Uh, tiff the pass. Shout out everyone, Shelby. Damn it. Shout yeah. them all out. Everyone. All the coaches. Everybody. You know, everybody. It was a great game. It's a great way to end our home season this season. Kind of ahead of schedule as far as, like, what our expectations with Arizona and to have Arizona conversation for the Pac-12 championship, whether it happens or not, that's going to, you know, be decided next week. It is a great position. It's a great day to be in Arizona football. And we waited, we waited. I know we waited a little later than when the game ended. The reason is we watched the Oregon state Washington game. And so now we can definitively say that if Oregon state beats Oregon and Arizona beats ASU, Arizona is in. Arizona is in. Oregon beats Oregon State, Arizona cannot get in. The cool thing, I guess, is that Oregon State and Oregon is actually on Friday. So you will know where Arizona stands going into the Territorial Cup. Also, Shelby and I, after the press conference, there were a bunch of people in there, and Shelby was walking out. I said, no, 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 Shelby. Yeah, he was lingering. I said, rookie mistake. You got to listen to the people. Dave is here. Robbins is here. The bull reps are here. You have to listen to the people. What did you hear, Jason? And I heard, I don't know if I should say this. Yeah, you should. Whatever. Screw it. The Sun Bowl basically came up to Jed. The Sun Bowl rep in his full little cute outfit. Tony the Tiger. Yes. Sun Bowl went up and and I believe you heard it, right? I heard him. He said, Jed, we would love to have you, but it doesn't look like it's going to be this year. And what he meant by that is we would love to have you, but you're going to a better bowl. Bigger. I don't want to say better because the guy was really nice, but you're going to a bigger, more higher-ranked bowl. Basically, Arizona just outclassed themselves at that bowl. So, with the Sun Bowl saying that and Arizona winning, this isn't definite. Don't hold me to it. A lot of it depends on, like... What other teams do. Right, like, if Washington and Oregon are both still New York, E, NY, you know, the NY6, mm-hmm. then that helps if they drop down, you know... Kind of bumps does, Arizona. Does UCLA... Win again next week. All of a sudden, that's an eight-win UCLA team. Maybe the Holiday Bowl takes them. Maybe Vegas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So, but my guess as it stands today is that we're looking at the Alamo or Holiday. The Alamo would be probably, and this is just a guess, Oklahoma. The Holiday would be an ACC team. Now, Arizona would whoop any team in the ACC. Oh, yeah. Whoop them. Whoop it. It could be. (laughs) This sounds bad, but if Florida State drops now that their quarterback, sadly, like legit, sadly, I'm not joking, broken leg or ankle, whatever, it could wind up being Arizona, Florida State. I'll take it. I'm very curious what the committee does, actually. The committee has a difficult choice. Michigan Mm -hmm. looked like crap, even though they won. 
FSU, do they punish FSU for not having Travis, like the NCAA tournament would, or do they say, we're going to keep you here and see how good you are for now? Um, do they put Arizona in the top four? Uh, they could. Let's, Probably not. Let's but... think about it. As a reminder, Arizona uh, has like a really great record as far as like beating ranked teams. They have beat four, and I don't know if anybody else anybody else has done that. So that has some weight as well with that committee. We will find out so many storylines that are emerging outside of this victory. Um, I think that's it for football, unless you have any other notes. Nope, let's move it on, baby. We're doing the whole busy-busy weekend. Mega combo. So Arizona men's basketball played Belmont. Yes, Belmont. On Friday night, I was at the game. Someone gave us some tickets. Thank you very much, sir. I took Brielle with me. She had a ball. She And Brielle was at the football game, too. So Brielle has a, had a mega sports weekend, plus Arizona women's basketball won in the middle of the football game at the Battle for Atlantis, their game. So great job to the women. Um, before we begin the basketball podcast, we are going to shout out our sponsor for basketball podcast, Longview Insurance and Investments. Our, <clears throat> our daily spending choices greatly impact our lifestyle, what we can do, and where we can go, like catching a big game at the McHale Center. Make your plan to enjoy the special moments. At Longview Insurance and Investments, we can help you learn how to make smart financial choices for the future, balancing both work and play. Visit our website at www.longviewinsuranceinvestments. Well, I messed up. Longviewinsuranceandinvestments.com to learn more. Thank you to our friend Andre Beres from Longview Insurance and Investments. Anyway, back to Arizona basketball. I was on the court. Jason was up in the press box. Arizona did win. It was a, a I'm sorry, who predicted the score of this game? <laughs> well, you changed it. It was 169. So I said 168. And then I And then he kind of teased me. So I said, oh fine, 160 100 to a 69. Yeah, but, but you nailed it. You're Arizona good. did win 100 to 68. Yeah, you're good, honey. And uh, I believe that's pretty darn close. So, no, you got it right. We'll give you credit. Once again. I'm glad that people are finding out you're a witch. I know. You know Not I'm a mean witch. You know what I I'm mean. I'm a good witch. Oh, no, I'm in trouble. Uh-oh. No, I'll take it. I'm a good witch. Um, who stood out about Arizona's win Friday night? Sorry, that was a weird transition. Uh, I'm glad you asked, Shelby. Who didn't stand out? Who didn't stand out? Look, when you win by 40 points... Uh, everyone is going to stand out. I will. Okay, here, I'm going to flip the script a little bit. I did. I was surprised by one person on Belmont, and that was Dia. Yeah. Because well, he was right in front of me. So what's funny about that, Shell, is like Tommy made a joke about it after. Dia hasn't made a three like all year. I know. He went off. It was crazy. Um, but my guy, Kay Tyson, played like crap. Yeah. Belmont's just not. No, he's not is, built for it. Well, no, it, it, it's, it's what I said going into the game. Like, Belmont's going to play some slow teams that turn the ball over a little bit this year, and they're going to kill them. They're going to win. Um, but if they play a team that plays their pace, that's like double the size, they have no chance. No chance. And, and Belmont never had a chance. You come into McHale and you want to run up and down the court, you're going to get killed. Um, so, and, and, and that's exactly what happened at Belmont. Um, you know, it just the, the main guy that stood out is, is in your next question, Shelby. Let's just say that. Okay, I know who it is. But before we go on to that, uh, going back to your guy, Kay Tyson, he did mix it up a little with Pella. He's tough. Yeah. I mean, look, like he mixed it up with Pella, and Pella was fine. Umar uh, looks like he has kind of a bum knee right now, but not too bad. Uh, Caleb Love was an absolute freak in the first. You know, he was on Crazy. pace for 100 points. Um, you know, it took a heat check or two that he shouldn't, but uh, that's Caleb Love. Like, He's going to do it, still, man. <laughs> that's still being coached out of his system, which is what Tommy said after. And I like what Tommy said. He goes, look. You don't need to do the heat check. Let's just tell us to get you a good shot, and we'll get you a good shot. You don't need to put a three from half court because it's a heat check. Kylan Boswell continues to be one of the best point guards in the country, um, but but the next guy is the one that stood out. Shelby. And the next guy is Mo Crevis. Did you expect him to be this good this fast? So I believe we said in a podcast this summer – where I told Tommy, and I was like, Crevis is a true center. He goes, no, he, like he's, or a throwback center. And he goes, no, he's a center. And I said, yeah, but you know, like you look around college basketball. He can move. 
centers centers aren't really plentiful. Like Zach Eady's a center, and there's some other guys. You know, look, Belmont played a six nine center. Uh, you know, there's other teams that are going to play less traditional or go smaller or whatever it is. Krivos is a center. Um, what's wild is when Arizona makes a rotation move and puts Balo on the bench, the dude replacing Umar Balo is bigger than him. Yep. <laughs> like, it is crazy. It, like, quite bigger than him. Like, and, and I told you, you, like, you can attest to this because you hadn't been to a game yet. I tell everyone, how much is Cre- you don't realize how big Crevis is mm-hmm. until you see him up close. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of shocking. Like when he's in your just eye space, like especially when he's three feet from you, and he's shooting a ball. And then the fact that he can move like that, Arizona's had other big centers that cannot move like that, and it it, it is shocking. And and he's so unassuming as big as he is too. Like he's not trying to stand out and be bigger and and he's just I don't know he I was shocked how good he was and one thing I was going to note like when we're on the court speaking about love like there's a couple of times like if he had moved even an inch and hadn't caught a ball or two like the ball would have gone into Brielle's face like everything moves really fast and she every time the ball was getting thrown close to us she would flinch because it was insane it was just cute if you've ever not sat on the court and the ball's coming right at your face it's very nerve-wracking um and I know that might have sound dirty. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, okay, you're an animal. Uh, Crevis, I didn't even think that. Crevis, yeah, did I think he'd be good? Yes, because the coaching staff had said he's he's legit. Um, you know, I posted something on uh, on the website that a European scout told me, and he basically said, remember, Crevis made Henry his daddy, basically. Yep. And people were like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. Um, this dude's good. Like, he's just so strong. He's only going to get stronger in a college weight program. He's very good at, around the basket. He had missed some really easy shots in the first couple games of the season, but you kind of knew that they would eventually go in. That's what they look like when they go in. Um, you know, a, a smaller guy just has... And there were multiple times where Krivis got the ball and Dia is in his back, and Krivis is just like, are you... What are you doing? You might as well not guard me. This is stupid. Um, he is a nightmare... For smaller guys, because he establishes position directly on the block, they get the ball. He makes himself available and all that, which is another thing like a lot of centers don't do anymore. Crevis is very effective in a half court offense, and he also runs the court. He also blocks shots. Uh, he is. I thought he would be good, but to say that he's this good already, already in the third game of the season or whatever it fourth. is, fourth, whatever. I mean, it's just it's crazy. It's like a Swiss Army knife. It's it's actually an embarrassment of riches, honestly. Um, any other general thoughts uh, that came from this game? Yeah, I mean, like, I like how Morauskas comes in and just, my man is shooting. Uh, he's got to calm that down a little bit, but I like the aggression. I thought Jaden Bradley wasn't as bad as people were making him out to be. He had that shot on the baseline, which is more of his game. I think he's overthinking things. Yeah, I he think needs to settle in. When you watch him, you could kind of see the wheels turning, and you don't really want to see that. You just It's natural. Um, did I think he'd be awesome coming to Arizona? No. Um, but I, I, and I'm not, I may not be the biggest Jaden Bradley fan as a player, but I do believe that he is better, uh, than he's shown so far. I also want to shout out my guy, Conrad Martinez. He's going to play at Arizona, Shelby. Martinez. I'm telling you. When he came in at the end, like, yeah, he's tiny. I mean, he's smaller, obviously. Point guards can obviously be that way, but he had this control and poise and, he moved like very slick. I mean, I was I was impressed. He was great. Yeah. So uh, Arizona is in a good position. Obviously, you know, we're gonna see how things start to go when we get into conference play against better opponents. But these are expected wins, and you know, doing them well and and you know, kind of gelling as a team and becoming one unit is important in these kind of games and making mistakes that aren't costly in these kind of games is important. So you don't do it again. I mean, uh, it was great. It was, I mean, we got late. It's a, it was a late tip. It was, you know, you know, the whole, my, that line that Tommy said in the press conference about season ticket holders, not coming and like leaving seats open and like trying to get other people in those seats, that line about this is not a money grab. It's an energy grab that also applies to football and it applies to like softball like all of these, you know, season ticket holders really need to have their butts in the seats or get rid of your tickets and get other people there. So 
Again, shout out to the person who gave us the seats on the court. We will happily take your court seats whenever. Brielle and I had a great time. Um, and it is an energy grab. I love that line. When you're married, there's also, you get energy grabs when you're, when you're, <laughs> that's not a, that could be used pervertedly or, or your wife sucks the energy out of you. Wow. Thanks, babe. That also you're so can romantic. be pervertedly. Um, before we move to the next part of the basketball thing, I want to shout out a couple people. Shout out to Randy and Jackie and, uh, there, I think it's his lovely mother who I met. That was awesome. I also met, uh, right, sitting right behind me and Brielle was, uh, on the board, fried rice. Came in, introduced himself to me. I'm also really bad with names, so shout out the people who I met that just I walked up. <laughs> Whoever, uh, if you're listening, because I know you are, the per- I took a selfie with you guys. I don't remember. You can ask Shelby. I don't- He's terrible with names, so it's not personal. I do try to remember names. That's why I always ask um, people who we meet. There were some people um, in the football crowd today that recognized us and were like, kind of tittering about it, like, "Oh my God, it's Jason Shear and Shelby Shear and." You didn't come say hi to us, but I heard you. So salute, salute to you guys. We appreciate it. We do try to acknowledge all of uh, the people out there that like the podcast and Jason's work. So um, moving on, there is a game on Sunday. Basketball plays on Sunday. I think it's at four. Uh, what should we know about UT Arlington? Yeah, uh, basically in terms of Ken Palm and all that, um, they're Belmont. When you look at UT Arlington, uh, I don't think they're awful. You know, uh, Arizona's favored by 24 as of this. Uh, what am I, what are we doing? Podcast. Podcast. Um, you know, again, you take a look. So there are certain times where the matchup is just going to be bad, right? Like we've talked about it. UT Arlington, Shelby plays a 6'9, 215 pound center. Wow. They don't have an actual center. Nope. Like, literally, they don't. The backup center is 6'8", 205. They don't play a real center. They're 196th in average height. They don't force turnovers. They do attack the glass. They've been very good offensive rebounding so far. Um, they're very aggressive to the glass. Um, but when you look at their numbers, they're small. They don't block shots. They turn the ball over quite a bit. They don't force turnovers. Um you know, they're not a great three-point shooting team so far. They're 230 or 272 in the nation. We talk about bad matchups. Arizona is the worst type of matchup for Arlington. Um, I would expect, you know, pain. It, it's Now, I will say, like, this is what's funny about UT Arlington is because I said that they're, they're small, Shelby. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look at their stats and you get to know their team, uh, they have a player, probably the... the legitimately good player uh dewan gordon who's a transfer from kansas <laughs> one of my faves two years at kansas state one year at missouri one year at new mexico state um and then he's been uh on arlington this season for the first three games obviously but like he's averaging 13 rebounds and he's only six five and it's not necessarily because he's like an awesome rebounder uh he's a decent rebounder he's been a pretty good he's averaged five rebounds a game but like they don't have anyone that rebounds he shoots 39% from the field. Um, Shamar Wilson is another guy that's, you know, pretty good. It's probably their second best player. Honestly, I think Shamar Wilson is their best player. Uh, junior from Avondale, actually. He's been on the team for three years. 6'9", Averages 15 and 11. Last year, averaged 10 and 8. So he's kind of taken um, a jump forward with more minutes. But, yeah, I mean, they're slower than Belmont. They're a very slow team. Um, so that's the biggest difference is, you know, Belmont wanted to get up and down the court. Uh, average tempo or adjusted tempo is, uh, for UT Arlington is 231. Um, and they're not a good defensive team. Uh, it's just a, it's, it's pro- it may not be as bad of a matchup as it was for Belmont, um, but for Arlington, it's, uh, it's, it's not good. Nope. Your next question is, is there a path to an upset? Yeah. I'll just tell you right away. Not really. Like nope. Things would have to go horribly wrong horribly for Arizona. Wrong. Shelby, you want to do your thing where you tell everyone the exact score? Uh, <laughs> um, no, I don't I don't know. I You're going to mess up my pattern. I'm like not you, saying anything. You go first. You want me to go first? You always go first. Uh, look, short teams that aren't good at defense generally aren't going to beat Arizona or come close to them. 
I will go 90 uh, to 67. Hmm, okay. 90. Similar to your other prediction. 260. Well, I don't see any reason why Arizona won't break 100 again oh because God. they did just uh, on Friday. So I'm going to say, I'll say 102. And I I think that they might, you know, I said 69 last time as a joke, but I'll say 102. You're just really excited tonight because Arizona football's back. I am very about excited. To drop another 69. No, I'm not. <laughs> 102 to 69 is wild. If it happens, though. I'll say 102 to 70. Just oh, because. Wow. Just because. You think they're going to win? Dude, I was <laughs> right this last game and you're still questioning me? <laughs> Disgusting. Whatever. Anyway. Witchy ways predicted. Uh, obviously, it's a great weekend to be Wildcat and it's not over yet. Uh, we're excited the men's basketball team is playing again. And just everybody have a great time. Enjoy this week yeah, coming a, up. It's ASU hate week. We will do a post game for this. It's the best week of the year. We'll do a post game for this. Oh, that's great. Okay. We're going to, so. Jason just said we're doing a post game for this. Um, so we will have another podcast coming up after that game. Exciting. Um, just a reminder, we are going to be in attendance at the Arizona-Michigan State game in Palm Desert on Thanksgiving. We're excited. And then we're going to come home really quick and then turn around and go back up to Phoenix for Arizona-Arizona State on Saturday. So it's it's just uh, it never ending. Our life revolves around Arizona, even when we travel. You back there, baby. And uh, there's literally no other person you could have married that would have uh, particularly enjoyed all of this. So it's not like you don't shout get out to me. It's not like you don't get rewarded either. If you know what I'm saying. And um, shout out to all of you in Arizona, Wildcat Nation. Shout out to all the wives. All the shout husbands, out to all the wives. All the childrens. And everybody, you know what to do. Bear down. Show me what. Let Hate Week commence. Boo! ASU. You know what? I vowed I would never go to ASU and watch Arizona play again, but I am going because I know that we're going to destroy ASU after ASU just got Shelby, destroyed tonight by Oregon. I hate ASU. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.